Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 45 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson. Right here at the Porch Community Church with my friend Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? (laughs) I'm I'm surprised I can uh, deliver that with as much gusto today. You're a little tired. I'm a little tired. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Good, good, good. Yeah, I got a little... A little snotty, congested kiddo, but otherwise, you know, uh, you know that's fine. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. Hashtag COVID. No. Oh. But that's what all the children say. I think anytime someone's coughs or sneeze at school, they're like, oh, you got corona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, adults do it, too. I know. Not just kids. <clears throat> I know. I, I, I do it. Just, I've done it before. <clears throat> like, when you walk in the store and you hear someone cough. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, do yep. you instantly go there yourself? Because I do. Well, I was at Target... I remember when all this first was starting to ha- be a thing, and uh, they weren't man- they weren't saying wear masks yet, but some people were and some weren't. I mean, it wasn't even like this was before it was a thing to wear a mask yeah, they or didn't not really wear a mask. Or, yeah, if it worked or not. <clears throat> and I had to clear my throat, and so I did. And this lady just hightailed it out of the aisle that we were both in. I mean, she took off and gave me a look and took off, and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh." And she had a mask on, so I was like, "Okay, so this is where we are now. You can't clear your throat." Yeah, and okay. and yeah, we're however many mo- months in now, and yeah, when pe- somebody mm-hmm. coughs or sneezes, I know, like I, it's just like an instant thought. I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> well, and here's the thing: is like, and then I I, ha- I I don't know if I've shared this before on here, but I had an instance where I was at like a Dollar General or something. And there was a, a young adult woman who was just hacking up a lung nonstop in the cold and flu section looking for something. And there was some of us, you know how a Dollar General is, they schedule one person, they're in charge of like stocking and the register. Yeah. yeah, That's so, the only person there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like, you know, seven of us in line and there's this person like right because where this what like right next to the line, and we were all just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> we thought, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, where did we go on that? <clears throat> um. So yeah, episode forty-five. Episode forty-five. Yep. Exodus. Yep, Exodus. Um, we had an incredible time of worship on Monday night. Um, so we've been talking about spiritual renewal and revival, and what does that mean, and what does that look like, um, in uh, this past week, I shared about a um, a revival uh, that a, a specific story that took place at Asbury mm-hmm. yeah. um, <clears throat> College and Seminary back in 1970, and just how it was very um, it was centered on prayer, and it was you know it it just was not like when we think about revival what we think. So anyway, we we talked about what. Um, you know, we're in the study of Exodus, we're in the series, and you go, oh, Exodus and revival, how do they come together? But what I keep seeing over and over again is that's exactly what's going on, because right. God wants to renew his people, mm-hmm. he wants to revive them, he wants to bring them out of slavery, give them a new name. Uh, this past Sunday in the message we talked about, <clears throat> it was the uh, in Exodus 3 where 
where Moses has an encounter with God through the burning bush, and he's told he's on holy ground. And just that whole concept of holy ground um, and what that looks like and what that means. Um, And in our last podcast, in episode 44, we talked about uh, why it's important for a Christian or a church or people, uh, followers, to be people that go, I want to pursue renewal. I want to yeah, yeah. be, mm-hmm. I want to, I should be someone who's looking to do this. So what I thought I'd do today, and I mentioned it last week, was I, I did want to kind of just do a couple of bullet points of kind of a brief history of, of some spiritual revivals that have happened here in in America. Um, but before we do that, what I thought I, we could do is it'd be good to take a few moments and talk about what are some of the weird vibes or misconceptions or maybe even factual, like real experiences that people have or had when the topic of revival comes up? So like Josh, so last week we, you mentioned like when you hear the word revival, you Mm -hmm. gave your example of, you know, growing up, growing up and going to like, it was kind of like the boost the attendance event, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. Or that weird uh, rain revival that we had that one that one time. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> um, should have been one week. It would have been yeah, okay. I, I, th- I think so. I, I, yeah. I, and I was talking to my mom after it, and she said, "Yeah, we actually had a flood watch like the next couple of days." <laughs> <laughs> and and so okay, here's where I really so that was kind of your understanding of it. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you if you've had any um, weird experiences or like you've heard things or whatever about when people talk about spiritual revival or spiritual renewal that you have, you know, experienced or seen or whatever. And the reason I want to talk about that, because I have a couple I want to offer, is because when you talk about these things, mm-hmm. you talk about the Holy Spirit, Yep. this is where a lot of people go. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we might as well just go ahead and talk about it and talk about some of the things that seem bizarro to like us. speaking in tongues? It, sure. You know, that... that. That's a big one that kind of throws me off. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen much in um, the Baptist tradition where I grew up, mm-hmm. but I do have family members that were Pentecostal, mm-hmm. and if your family members invite you to revival, you, ca- you kind of got to go. <laughs> do you? <laughs> in my family. <laughs> so went to a Pentecostal revival, and it was there was people speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm mm-hmm. gonna mention. I'm gonna mention him. It was kind of like Benny Hinn too. Uh huh. It, it wasn't just, the guy swinging the. Co- uh-huh. He wasn't swinging a coat, but yeah. the guy was literally like smacking people in the forehead. Uh huh. And like knocking people out. Okay, and two things. When I think of Benny Hinn, I just think of that GIF of him with the, the laser eyes with the lightsaber. Okay, yeah. That and one. he's swinging a coat instead of the coat. They've taken yeah. it out and they put in lightsaber. lightsaber. And two. Um, my sister, Bridget, has kind of a larger forehead. Mm-hmm. Not really, but we say. And so we call it a five head. And um, <laughs> I've been smacking her on the forehead her whole life. So those are the two things I think of whenever yeah. you say this. So lightsabers and my sister. All right, anyway, continue. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, um, Revival almost has like a what supernatural mm-hmm. thing is going to happen. Yep. What, whether it is... Actually, mm-hmm. spiritual and God-given experiences, or is it a show? Mm. And to me, it's really mm. hard for me, like, 
these big theatrics of like speaking in tongues and the laying hands on people. Mm-hmm. I'm I've always been a hundred percent skeptical of that stuff. Yeah, you know, and you're not even saying ninety nine point nine percent. No, no, no. Like, 100%, you're like, 100%. like I've yeah. never been in a situation where someone has laid hands or talked in tongues and I go, "That's of God." I've never been in a place where I felt spiritually comfortable in yeah. that kind of situation. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I and, think you speak for a lot of people when you but say that. I, but I, <clears throat> I'm not saying. That it doesn't happen. Right. I was about to say, because if, if you were taking like a true-false test, and it was like, is God able to move through the laying out of hands or heal, you know, speaking in tongues? I would pick true. True or true. false? I'd pick yeah, true 100% exactly. of the time. Exactly, yeah. But I've never <clears> been <throat> in a situation to where I've been, and I'll, and, I, and I'll never say a participant, I've always been a spectator <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. Of, of these events. Uh-huh. So like I've never actually let someone lay hands on me, mm-hmm. and I've never... Attempted to speak in tongues or mm-hmm. tried to interpret what someone's speaking, mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that if someone is speaking in tongues, there's someone there to understand if it is Well, legit. that's what scripture says. Exactly. Um, and I've, I've never heard anyone actually try to interpret what someone is saying in tongues. I'm trying to recall if I ever have been somewhere. I mean, I've definitely been somewhere when there's been tongues spoken, but I don't know if I've ever heard interpretation. Yeah. 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 Um, well, let's go back to this. But, but so. Oh, yeah, finish your point. I want to ask you. To the revival aspect, uh-huh. at least in the southern atmosphere of what I grew up knowing uh-huh. revival as, there was an expectation of something supernatural uh-huh. to happen that doesn't normally happen on a Sunday. Uh-huh. Like something that's going to recharge you that doesn't normally happen. Mm uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, okay, so I got to, we, we need to keep that statement in front of us because I just mentioned Monday night and how we had a wonderful time of being together in worship and prayer and a few people shared testimonies and people just had an opportunity to, to pray and we shared communion and it was wonderful. But I would say that there was an expectation for people who came to, to have a have an encounter with God that they might not normally have on a Sunday morning. Right. And I, so how, and I'm not like throwing this back at you, but yeah. like as soon as you said that, I was like, yes, I agree. And that I think is kind of what we expected on Monday. And, and I think we should. Yeah. Just uh, expect to have an encounter with yeah. God. And I'm saying supernatural and maybe I should be saying spiritual. I think they're, I mean, if it's I, God, it's supernatural. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. On Sunday, or was it in, on this podcast? <laughs> they they run so together for me about being expectant mm-hmm. and being expectant for God to move mm-hmm. and praying for God to do miraculous things. Right. I think we're. I think that's totally what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. especially in moments of revival. Yeah. But you know, the whole caveat is: is it like is it prayerfully? Is is it an Internal, mm-hmm. uh, supernatural experience that's happening, or is it an external theatrical? Mm, yep, yep. And that, and that's where I feel like I am, and I think a lot of people are. Yeah. With, is that God, or you just want people to see you? That's yes, very much. And I'm such a, uh, I, I think the same thing. So like, I do the same thing. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like for me personally, my most spiritual uh, experiences are internal. Mm-hmm. I've never had that external mm-hmm. ex- experience 
expression expression or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I will lift my hands and hold a big TV. Yeah. <laughs> Is but, that was that Tim Hawkins? Yeah, Does it? Yeah. <laughs> not the little. Not 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 the little TV. The big, the big TV. <laughs> ne- never a touchdown. Uh huh. You don't but, worship like a touchdown. No. No. That's but good. um. That's just, the next step. But just for me, the spiritual aspects of revival that I, I've been able to take away in my life have always been internal. Yeah. And not that um, external <clears throat> experiences that a lot of people relate with revival or renewal mm-hmm. at. Exactly. That make people question, is it legit or not? Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to your being invited to your cousin's, I don't know, whatever, Pentecostal yeah, revival. A, yeah, yeah. Um, so people are speaking in tongues. Yep. And they're they're Lay, laying hands. They're being hands are being laid on. And how yeah. are the people being responding when the hands are being laid they, upon? They them? like pass out. Okay, so what is going on in the mind of Joshua Harrell while that is happening? Why did my mom let me come? <laughs> how old were he? Like third or fourth grade. Oh, you know, I was at that point. Wow. <laughs> you know, I was at that point where you like start asking questions. <laughs> yeah. And you go, this, what, what's the deal with this? So did you ask questions? No. I was too scared. <laughs> you just get in the car and go home. Just, and we never speak I'm of it again. I'm just going to go read a comic and everything will be no, fine. I, I, I wasn't a comic book nerd at that point. <laughs> maybe or, that's what sent you over the edge. Maybe. You're like, all right, I'm just going to stay home and read comics and never go to church and never go to my cousin's revival again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, um, it's, it's funny, like, you talk about... What you're talking about for mm-hmm. revival in the church is so different than what most people's thought process of what a revival and renewal is. Yeah. Because there, whether you see it on TV mm-hmm. or you've experienced something in your life, because revivals mm-hmm. don't happen as much. Yeah. You know, most of it is, I remember when I went to one at X, Y, and Z age. Right. You can't say you pr- most people can't say they've been to one in like the last five years right and then it's like well that's that's an event yeah but what you're not what you're talking about is not right right and we're gonna we're gonna go through the characteristics of spiritual revival here in a in a moment for sure because some people might be listening going well what is revival if you're saying this isn't and or let me know but so all right so you had that experience any others you want to that you think of or that you know of or was that was that like one and done for you (laughs) no i mean outside of the you know, scheduled revivals to <clears throat> just kind of use it, using it as a spark for like, you know, so the church I grew up in would use a uh, revival like the start of, like we have a fall series mm-hmm. right after Jesus' Life Weekend. Right. They would use a, a revival, a church-wide revival. To what about homecoming? Got to have homecoming. No, too. we didn't do homecoming. Okay. Uh, Kara's church that she grew up in did homecoming. Yeah. And like they'd have pastors from like 30 years ago come do a, Mm. sermon and yeah that stuff has never interested me <laughs> i mean god bless them and and one day i guess i will be there but we're not you gotta be homecoming. you gotta be careful giving a microphone to a retired pastor that's all i'm saying <laughs> they're they haven't been they haven't been given yeah people to speak to in a while and and you just might not get the microphone back for a, yeah, for a yeah. bit <laughs> um to that point you know those kind of Events like that, you know, are so traditional in mm-hmm. the Southern Baptist culture that I grew up in. Yeah, that I'm kind of hesitant. Like when yeah revival and stuff sparks up, I go, oh, we're go- we're going there. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. You're saying, like, in our context? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like why, why are you... Why, why are we bringing that into the fold? We're, we're fine without that. But we're not. But what I, you're talking about I, is different. I do know what you mean. Yes, yes. And I think that's, like so many other things, we, and Christianity does it too, we take words and we hijack them. And mm-hmm. I say hijack because we, we take do. them and they become, they get used in another way and they, you know, and... And, and I think that's very true of revival. Yeah. Uh, I think renewal is not quite, which is, again, I think I said that in one of the first, the first or second week of the series. It's yeah. like, I'm purposely interchanging revival and renewal because some of us have negative connotations, connotations with revival. Yep. And we shouldn't, but we do. So let's. And it's not because of anything God has done. It's, of course not. It's, it's what we've done of to it. Of course not, yeah. Well, so in mine. Yeah, uh, tell me about well, Tell me about you because. Is revival much of anything in... Because you grew up with a Catholic background. I grew up going to Catholic church, and no, not at St. Benedict's in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Um, There was not, that, to my knowledge, there was not anything. But there are charismatic Catholics. I didn't know that. Now, see, now, what I just did, though, even in my speaking, I went from revival to charismatics. See, and that's and that's, that's other thing. People, that's what we do. And yeah, I didn't, yeah. mean, but that was in my notes. But I, I was going to get to that. But no. So <laughs> growing up uh, Catholic, I didn't have that. There was no like charismatic influence. Um, <clears throat> it now, but it had gotten into some Catholic churches, like in other places. Because I remember my parents being like, uh, there was a certain lady at our church at St. Benedict's who played the guitar instead of the organ. And she would sing some songs, and it was kind of hippy dippy, kind of you know, yeah. kind of. Um, and and there was concern. There was concern because there was there was discussion that that she might be charismatic because she was playing a guitar. Oh wow! So you gotta you gotta watch out for that. <laughs> um, but I think any of my understanding of revival probably came from watching movies and stuff. And <laughs> like I mentioned this last week, of like just southern. Sweaty southern people, yeah, <laughs> in like a tent, yeah, um, in the 1940s, yeah, and um, and fried chicken. Like, I think those all just in my mind, that's what revival is. That's you know like the, a tent meeting. I don't know, yeah, I don't I'm probably know why, mixing I don't know them why up. they did them in tents. I don't because it was hot and they didn't have AC, so it was, it was cooler outside in the breeze than it was in the building with a bunch of po- but, bodies that you yeah. know 100 degree bodies in a building and you know those people didn't wear like shorts now they were all in wool i mean that's horrible so um that was i have a very poor um you know or i don't know did, did you do you know the do you know the uh, comedy singer ray stevens y- yes he's got yes. a uh, song called the mississippi mississippi squirrel revival i've heard of that where it's it's uh, him and him and a friend as a child, they catch a squirrel and they take it to church, <laughs> and it gets loose, and it, <laughs> and the entire church gets like rebaptized and rededicates <laughs> their life. Like a million dollars are raised for churches in the Congo because everyone thinks that they're getting like moved by the spirit. Yeah, and it's just a squirrel. It's running. just a squirrel like running up their dresses and stuff. <laughs> That's hilarious. I need to find that. Yeah, and the video is amazing. <laughs> okay, yeah, I need to find that. That's really good. Um, so. Yeah, that was my really poor understanding of... And and what um, really made me think of it is you're talking about um, uh, altar calls, baptisms, <laughs> rebaptisms, right, right. speaking in tongues, yeah. 
dedications to missions and uh-huh. and all and all this stuff that happen in your typical revival. Uh huh. And that's what happened in, in that, that one. Yeah. yeah. So depending on the church or the denomination, or I should say the denomination of the non denominations. Dun dun dun. Um, you know, there's like more of the non charismatic type revival, which has, as you said, like the altar calls. Baptisms, rebaptisms, mm-hmm. maybe re-re-baptisms. Um, some churches some will call re-re's. them like rededications. Rededications. Like if you don't baptize, like if if you don't yeah. do the baptisms again, yeah, you rededicate your yes, life. Yes, of course. Yeah, see, that's a good one. And then in the more charismatic um, uh, churches, Pentecostal churches, you would find that when they would experience revival, that would be you would see speaking in tongues or dancing. Or being slain in the spirit. Um, I've seen ribbon dancing. And I was some flag waving. Some I have a friend. I have two friends. I will not say their names. <laughs> oh my goodness! I would love to just call them out right now, but I don't have their permission. But I do know that when they were kids, um, friends as kids, their friends as adults too, in the church that they went to, um, they were on like a ribbon a ribbon team. And yeah. and they danced before the church, um, and did ribbon dances, which I just think is wonderful. And then there's that, and they don't go to your church, yeah. But this tambourine lady <laughs> will show up at your revival, and and you know she's legit if it's a tambourine with ribbons. Yes, <laughs> long ribbons. And she she won't be there after the revival, but she will show up at your revival, and she will beat that tambourine like nobody's business. Maybe she's got like a side gig, and people like hire her to come. Maybe. Yeah. So you'll have, you know, it, it depends on kind of what your church background is. But now here's an, I did have this experience. So there was an evangelist and I could, I didn't know, my initial notes didn't have this information. And literally like in the last hour, I was putting in some stuff to my notes to share because I was like, oh, I can't remember who it was. But the deal was, is that this guy, whenever he got up to preach at these uh, uh, services or whatever, that gold dust would start to appear on him. Like the wrestler? I, I don't know about the wrestler with gold dust. It's just a wrestler named yeah. gold dust. Oh, no, 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 no. No, like gold like gold specks would start to appear upon him. Now, this this guy, before I go much, he had, a, I think his like mentor or whatever is this lady named Ruth Heflin, who also had the gold dust. And there's a documentary coming out, and you could probably Google it, but um, it's almost like debunking Ruth Heflin, H-E-F-L-I-N, um, about how they kind of were, were jipping people. But this is not... He was mentored by her, but I don't know this. Anyway, so I, as I was looking this up, I was like, I'm just going to type in gold dust in Georgia and see what comes up, oh, right? Okay. And the guy's name comes up. His name his name was Bob Shadows. He's passed away in two thousand and one. He was a Baptist minister, and 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 we are, did you know there's like Pentecostal Baptist people? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, um, and and then he ended up just becoming an evangelist. But gold dust would appear in him. So he is going to be speaking. I'm pretty sure it was in Tifton, and I got invited to go with some people from. So you've seen the gold dust pastor? Yes. So I was got invited to go with some people um, to go and see him in Tifton. This had to be in '99 or 2000 because I had just started on staff at a church, and then and I know that Bob 
according to the Googles, passed away in 2001. So it had to be one of those two years. Okay. And so I go, and sure enough, gold dust starts showing up on this guy while he's while he's preaching on his shirt, like you could see it. Like it. And yeah. Is there and someone like with salt I don't, shakers? Well, them? if you go go back and look, there's some people saying that they maybe they put something in the HVAC. Like I don't know, but like. I I don't I don't remember if I had any on me or not, but I was like kind of I was spectating yeah as as you and I'm just watching all this and um I'm watching people laying out on the floors I'm hearing tongues being prayed out loud very oversensitizing yeah um but here's the thing and it's a point you made earlier I know I know I know I know and I know because of the people that invited me to go and I went. I know that the expectation beforehand was for there to be signs and for there to be manifestations of something different than what we see on the norm. And I would say the primary the primary crowd was from like a Pentecostal or charismatic background. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, now just to make just to make clear, I guess, to those who Pentecostals are people who believe that you that you must speak in tongues mm-hmm. for the proof that you have been baptized and you've been filled by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that, so that's that, that, Pentecostal. Yeah, that's actually like the Holy Spirit working through you in worship is you speaking in tongues. Right. And but you haven't been filled by the Spirit unless you have spoken in tongues. Right. So you could be a Christian mm-hmm. but not filled by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So so you could be baptized by water but you haven't been baptized yet by the Spirit. They're, they make that, that yeah. distinction. Yeah. Where a charismatic would say th- they believe in the the uh you know, speaking in tongues could be possible, um, laying on of hands, you know, signs, miracles, all these things, but it's not a, it's not a requirement or a secondary thing that has to happen in order for one to be a believer. So what you could have then is, um, I think I said Pentecostal Baptist, which might be the case, but what I meant earlier was charismatic, there's charismatic Catholics, there's charismatic Baptists, charismatic Mm, Methodists, and Pentecostals are mostly, they form in some kind of a denominational setting, where charismatics are kind of across the board and can be found in a lot of different places. Yes. I don't know if there's charismatic Presbyterians. I would. That would be a hard. <laughs> I'd have to look that one up and see. But so, um, I don't know. So, That'd be funny. so this deal with Bob Shadows was going on called. Re- re- he did this deal called Revival by Fire. He wrote a book, I think. But here, here's what I noticed. Um, it only seemed to be so. People were going, yeah, revival. But it only seemed to be known of in the Pentecostal charismatic crowd. You know, it's like what constitutes an actual revival that goes forth and that, you know, like I shared the story of the Asbury revival Mm -hmm. in my message on Sunday. And And like news crews were covering, right, news crews and newspapers are covering it. And then people are saying, hey, come. And this is different. And I wonder, and of course, and then I, yeah, I need to do a whole lot of, uh, if I really wanted to, some background on Bob Chattles and yeah. Ruth Heflin and and this group of people. But right before I came here, I did find a YouTube uh, of Hef- of this woman, Heflin, and Chattles at a church. And, whoo, let me just, I, I think, I don't think any of this is, um, let me just give you a taste of how the video starts. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you are ready. I don't know if you're ready for this kind of music. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, I'm gonna give you a second to be ready. Okay. Because it's coming, 
and it's going to be... If an ad doesn't play. It, uh, no, it's it's not an ad. I know that much. I tried to play something for my small group last night, and Kevin Bacon started talking. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so... Somebody thought that was good enough to record. I just wish you could see it because there's, there's, th that's Ruth there in the wheelchair, which I'm going, if there's, I I'm just wondering, like, but uh, later on there's, there's line dancing going on a little bit later. Um, it's good. I mean, you hear the sound quality. It's yeah. fantastic. So, now, uh, but let me show you Bob, though. I'm going to fast forward. Th this is why we need to be on. All right, ready? Now, here's the deal. He shows up, and he's already got the gold dust. I'm like, well, you put the shirt on. Like, did the did the gold dust have, or did the shirt already, like, did you just put on your gold dust shirt? So. <laughs> if you could see my eyes know They just harder. rolled hard. Yes. Yeah, so see, we, we wonder why people don't take us seriously. <laughs> All I know is I'm going to have we bring the sacrifice of praise in my head a lot for the rest of the day. So Please tell me you're going to um, have Justin singing on something. No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I it, <sighs> Revivals. So, renewals. Yes. So, we've talked about a lot of why people are turned <laughs> off by and, revival And if renewal. they weren't before I they played are that, now. they are. So, and so now... Right. The 12 people that are still mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to... Go ahead. Go what ahead. What is different about what uh, you and the and us as a staff and yeah. and our church are longing for and yeah. calling for? What, yeah. what kind of revival are we searching for? It's not a gold dust revival. It's it is not, not a gold dust revival. Yeah. And, I mean, you could call it a... I, we don't want to call it a revival by fire, but what are, what are we... Yeah. What are we... Because what's different than everything we've talked about mm -hmm. is what you've talked about starts with prayer. Prayer, prayer, right. So, you know, Ephesians 6.18 says um, to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And I think the proper way to understand that phrase is um, praying in the Spirit as opposed to praying in the flesh. <laughs> You know, it's like we really are seeking God versus just going, you know, God, would you please give me this? And would you please help me with this? And would you please make that happen or take that away? Versus, God, I just want to, I want to know you. I want to be in your presence. I want to understand your word. I want your word to come alive. You know, like there's an expectation of, of God ministering to us versus, you know, like one time I heard a guy say that, um, <clears throat> Does anyone, you know what a bellhop is? Remember the olden times, like the guys that worked at I a don't hotel? I don't remember those what, times. Right. Do you know? Well, yes. I didn't either. Like, <laughs> like, it was like, like God's not your great bellhop in the sky is what I heard this guy say one time. And I was like, oh, and I'd been like a believer for like three weeks. So I was like, that's really good. You know, now I hear it. And I'm like, it's kind of dorky, but it's true. Because that's sometimes how we pray. It's like, you know, he's oh, yeah. our butler. You know, he's our whatever. He's our genie. He's, you know, whatever. But someone would pray in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because when you, you talk about being built on prayer, but like we know that the Pharisees were like super good and very intentional about their prayer, but were they praying in the spirit? Or were they playing, praying in the flesh? Going back to your point earlier, mm -hmm. was it an inward thing or yeah. was it a show? Like, was it? Oh, I mean, 
you know when you go to those public events mm-hmm. and they have like and I'm I'm not calling out anybody in particular but they bring in that official to mm-hmm. do the prayer yes and you can tell that they don't pray a lot yeah and they use like Father God like forty five thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> have you ever done this? I do it. Sometimes. I count. I count the times people say things. And then when, mm-hmm. in the church I grew up in, yep. me and this other guy would mm-hmm. would count, and we'd mm-hmm. see how far we were off of each other. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yep, yep, done that. And now I'm going. Now but, people are gonna be like, I'm gonna do that, Shannon, on Sunday. I'm like, oh. You don't do it. Uh, but uh. I've already tried. <laughs> um, but that that is exactly what you're talking about. Is like when you know you're praying for like an official purpose, mm-hmm. like it, that's a showy prayer. You know, like you write out your prayer before. Yeah, I mean, I don't... That gets kind of... Um, I know someone uh, in ministry who always wrote their prayers, always. and But I also knew their heart, and I knew... And I heard those prayers that they read, and they were wonderful. And and I don't I know think, who you're talking about, and yes, And I don't right. think they were written and or said for show. No. But I've also... But I also have heard people that read. I know more of the the other side, the other side yeah. than the intentional. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do personally. Just this is just a personal thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like to pre-write prayers. Um, I just because then I might feel like I've got to be. I've well, I I don't know if that's really praying in the spirit. Yeah, you know, unless the unless the Holy Spirit was like Shannon, write write down these words and then say yeah. them, then I'm going to write them down. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's like, well, I'll just go to the Lord in prayer. And so what we don't want to do is we don't want to allow the idea of praying in the Spirit, as Ephesians 6.18 tells us to do, to be like, you know, jammed into this tiny little corner of that means praying in the Spirit means, oh, that's speaking in tongues, and we don't do that here, you know, or whatever. You know, like that's not okay or that's weird. That's We don't want it to be like a code phrase for... For all that, so because there's there's so many ways that we pray in the spirit, as Ephesians six eighteen says, that's not even related to speaking in tongues, right? Yeah. So, it, and, and I said all that based on you started about prayer, so I wanted to mention that. Right? Yeah. What were you about to say? I don't know. <laughs> so here's what I want to I want to talk. I, let's talk about the characteristics of spiritual revival. Let's so, do it. Let's do it. So. Because we've talked about what we've seen, what we've experienced, what we think is weird. Um, of course, all opinion, by the way. Now, I have um, I have been to a revival that mm-hmm. was spirit filled, and it was a great thing. And it and it was ske- it was a scheduled revival mm-hmm. that went longer than it was scheduled. Like it like had fifteen mul- minutes longer. Yeah. No, it had mul- extra days. Wow. So and and it wasn't one of those big showy revivals. It ended up being mm-hmm. multiple. Instead of like the revival services, the the prayer time just blew up into prayer wow. prayer services. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say like I've never had a good revival experience because I have, and mm-hmm. I've just been sitting there and was like, no, you should say that you've actually had a good revival experience yeah. because I have. Well, definitely, yeah, because I think that is incredibly important. Um, so here's some some characteristics of spiritual revival. Definitely, without if it doesn't start with prayer. Then I think it, it you, we need to you know check <laughs> check what's going on because check your heart. <laughs> I, I almost said that, but I, I know didn't. you wanted to, so um, I said it. <laughs> um, but you know, if it's not in prayer, then it's going well. Well, then what is the motivation for this? Um, 
what is this a production? You know, what are we trying to produce here? What's the, so it, prayer and, and God, I believe even in our praying that God puts a longing in our heart to pray for renewal and revival. And it's not just like, Hey, you know what? I should start praying for, now that's fine if we do. I, I think God honors our prayers and, and, you know, if we're praying for renewal and revival in our lives, why is God, God's not going to withhold that from that. You know, so, but I think in in many ways, God even gives the longing for the revival. So he, he does that. So prayer is, is definitely a characteristic of revival. And I think, and, and I guess I want to maybe even put an asterisk by that and say, I think it's prayer that you don't ever, ever see mm. before. Not yeah. like, oh, well, if it's going to be revival, there better be people there praying. No, I mean, like, you you go... Wow, we started to really, you know, I started to experience renewal in my life. I started to notice this in our church. I started to notice this in other people. I started to notice this in my community group. And then you look back and go, oh, wow, we had been praying for that for six months. Yeah, the, pr- the, re- the prayer for revival starts way before, way before the revival starts. Yeah, yeah. And again, w- even in saying that, it's like I don't want to convey an idea of, okay, on this date, a revival will happen. I think in many cases... Renewal and revival occurs, and we don't even really notice it until it's been going on for a while. Yeah, you know, like in mm-hmm. our own in our own hearts, like a desire to read His Word and to be in prayer, or to you know change you know, make some changes in how we're doing things or saying things, you know, whatever. It's like yeah. those are those are renewal th- aspects. Mm-hmm. Those are actions of renewal. Like yeah, to go, hey, you know what, I. You know, I've been getting up 30 minutes earlier, not me, I'm just saying this for, but like 30 minutes earlier for the last three months, and I've been praying. Well, that's spiritual renewal. Like, that's that's an action, an intentional action to be closer to God, and that's, there's a renewal happening there, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to be so, I want to say careful about how we use these words, but I think really what I mean is we need to remove our, you know, understanding our biases or whatever of words that we just automatically assume mean one thing and we're wrong and yeah and usually those things are not we have a negative kind of vibe with you know so prayer and then secondly i've already mentioned it it's if if revival if spiritual renewal spiritual revival that happens in a person's life or within a community of people if it goes on and it is not based on god's word then that is not, it might be a spiritual revival, but I don't know what spirit that is. Like, you know, I'm just saying. Like, so, like, the teaching, like, preaching, reading God's Word is is central to that, is foundational to that. And in that, in that, um, I don't know, highlight, spotlight on God's Word, What's going to come from that is a desire for more of God, mm-hmm. like a conviction yep. for that, which we'll talk about more in a minute. So you've got prayer, you've got the Word, and then I would say, of course, without a doubt, is the Holy Spirit's presence. Mm, the yeah. Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does is, is starts to, again, um, you know, it, let's say there's a renewal going on in your life, and and you're like doing the whole 30 minutes it's just a I'm getting up 30 minutes early reading God's word and suddenly verses that you've known your whole life that you could say in your sleep, you know, you could say in Spanish or whatever like in tongues. S- suddenly, yeah, suddenly they have a a whole new meaning. 
aspect to yeah. them that just you're, and you're like your mind is blown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the Holy Spirit of God making His Word come alive, or it is alive, but come alive, come to, alive you, to you, and and impact you, and either teach you, convict you, nudge you, you know, whatever. But like. The Holy Spirit is present in renewal and revival. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Holy Spirit is the renewal re- and revival. Is the revival. Yeah. Um, and then, so you got prayer, and you got God's Word, the Bible, you got Holy Spirit. Then I would say, and this is the word we don't really like, but it's true, when you're in the Word and you're in prayer and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to you, conviction of sin is going to be there. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, and that is something that kind of... People don't, uh, modern churches don't want to touch anymore. Well, they don't want to talk about sin Uh, or feeling bad for sin. Oh, well, you know, too bad. Yeah, I know. If you come to the porch, I mean, it's going to come up. I mean, but but yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, And sorry, I didn't want to lump us in that because I, mm -hmm. because I know you do call, call that out. Well, I don't know. I just think, I think we allow for the Holy Spirit to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. When, you know, and, and however. Sorry, that was just a yeah. a, that was an umbrella statement, and it shouldn't have been. I no, apologize. you're good. But, like, I think, I don't think, I know if we're in God's Word and we're in prayer and the, and the Holy Spirit is um, moving and, and has license, you know, we've said, yes, Holy Spirit, you know, minister to me, move in me, direct me, lead me, um, we're going to be convicted of sin. And that's okay because in our conviction of sin, we are reminded of our dependence on Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, and it, go back, go back to the um, story of Asbury, the revival and how I read, you know, notice in the, when you read the, um, and you could, uh, you could Google this, like just um, testimonies of the Asbury revival. And you know what? I never read, never. And I did a lot of background on that. I never read about people being slain in the spirit and laying out and no gold dust and gold dust and and, and you know people laying I, did they pray for one another yes but like you didn't hear any of those many of those manifestations mm-hmm. what I heard over and over and over again were two words prayer, prayer. and confession mm-hmm. and it it the revival started in a prayer service uh well yeah it. There were some groups, there were a couple of small groups that had said, hey, let's get up at 6 a.m. together and yeah. let's read the same um, verses and let's pray for yeah. spiritual renewal the, on our campus. And that's where it started, right? So it started, like there were people praying, and then on one particular chapel service on a Tuesday... It erupted. Yes. Yes. Okay. So so you've got prayer, the Word, the Holy Spirit, and then conviction, which comes with being in the presence of God. I mean... You know, Moses, take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. Like, don't come any closer. Like, you, I'm holy and you're not. Like, this is as far as you can come. And so there's conviction. And then speaking of the whole, you know, holy ground, there's the glory for God. Like, a characteristic of spiritual renewal and revival is that God gets glory, not people, mm-hmm. not churches, right? Not pastors, Ooh. not. God gets glory when people are renewed and revived, when communities, when churches, when when that happens, that he is receiving praise, he's receiving honor, he's receiving glory. Revival is not look at us, look at God. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. And then 
So these are all characteristics, prayer, the word, the Holy Spirit, conviction, glory for God. And then from that comes the renewal and the revival and even the, this is a word, the reformation, which is like you're reformed, like you mm-hmm. have been, you, revival produces lasting fruit in people's lives. They're, they're different right. than they used to be. So mm-hmm. um, the, you see people, that you see conversions, you see people saying yes to Jesus, you see you know what you mentioned earlier the rededications yeah you know this happens now i i must i have to say that my particular bias is is obvious in this episode where i and and you as well where we've both admitted like we're a little skeptical of some things but neither of us are saying that god can't do anything that he wants to do and yeah yeah um but i think that these elements are must be present, mm-hmm. I, and these are non non negotiable. Not just for revival, but for I mean, just God working in general. R- right, you right. know, prayer and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. have to be there. Which in reg- in that regard, we're the, always in revival exactly. and renewal. Exactly, and to me, that's that's what. Mm-hmm. A God-given revival or renewal is is that yep. it starts, but it never ends. Yeah, yep. And then he's constantly, and we can call it a revival by fire because he's constantly feeding that fire in you. Yeah, yeah. And constantly growing mm-hmm. his his influence on your life and the pouring out that you have going. Yep, yep. And and that's what a revival by yep. fire is. Right, is that Holy Spirit's like manifestation just growing in you and and then you pouring out. Not necessarily in manifestations mm-hmm. of physical things, but the the pouring out of love, right? You know, from God for sure. And and that's what and as long as long as you have that prayer and the Holy Spirit, it just grows and grows and grows, and then you just pour out that love. Mm-hmm. And that's what a, a never ending revival looks like. That that is right on. And I think the manifestation of God's Holy Spirit in our lives is something that we should always be seeking and it shouldn't be something that we go, Oh, I don't wanna even like no, we I wanna I, I wanna know. Like I, I wanna I wanna feel it, not for the experience of feeling it, but because I know that that's God wants to revive me. Like mm-hmm. and that's a mm-hmm. constant thing. And and so and that's on an individual level, but that's the desire of my heart. I was sharing this with the community group I'm in last night is like, you know, it was time for prayers and I just said, you know, I'm just pray pray for our church pray with me for our church because I just really desire for people, individual people, to desire more of God. Yeah, and that's really, if I had to put it in the smallest amount of words as possible, mm-hmm. that's what I mean mm-hmm. when I talk about revival and renewal. Yeah, is that people? So there's no age restrictions there. Nope. Would desire more of God. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, that's that's what revival is. That's what renewal is, and that's what I want us to do. You know, I said we were going to go on the history stuff, but you know, Meh. hey, Google Google American revival history, and you'll it's find pretty, lots it's of pretty, pretty cool. It, it's some interesting stuff. It really, I mean, it goes back like way before I mentioned before the country even started. You know, with Jonathan Edwards, which you had some good info on there. There was the first Great Awakening. There was the second. Um, there was. Did you know there was a revival during the Civil War? Which yes. you might go. What? But it kind of makes sense because Any, anytime, it was a war. Anytime there is a um, like mm-hmm. a national catastrophe yes. or something like that, there yep. is usually 
a snap to church. Followed by, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, the most recent one was uh, September 11th. Yeah. Um, attendance in churches really spiked. Yeah. Was there a revival? I don't yeah. know, but there's more people. Yeah, yeah. And so there was just all these just, you know, things that have happened. Of course, post-World War II, you yep. know, that was one. And there, there was a Pentecostal and charismatic movement that came out of the early 19, uh, 1906 time that that really built up. There was the Azusa Street Revival out in California. Um, and it just, that really started the Pentecostal and charismatic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of movements and, and even into the colleges and stuff like that, the Jesus movement in the, in the sixties and seventies. And that, that was weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think, I, I think the, and I haven't seen the movie Jesus music, but I think the Jesus movement uh-huh. started it did. Je- the music, yeah. like the, the that began the DNA of like the the kind of worship and stuff that we do. It yeah on Sunday mornings. But so you there's some weird stuff. Oh yeah, in that. I mean, there's weird stuff. Yes, you are correct. There's weird <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like out of all those, that one's probably the most um, interesting to me. Well, yeah, to you. Okay, I thought you were gonna say the weirdest, but I was like, no, there's a couple no, here called like the Toronto blessing and some yeah, stuff yeah. that went like Brownsville revival that went on. In the 90s that it was like, hmm, I don't know about that. But, yeah, we'll see. So, <laughs> um, Well, hey, Porch Community, I hope that you, you listening to Josh and I babble a little bit um, about uh, babble. <laughs> Get it? Because we're talking about tongues uh, and everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope that uh, you are, if, if nothing else, I hope that you have thought about well, what do I think revival means or renewal means. And... If you're a believer, then how are you, like, are you revived? Like, are you seeking that? Are you seeking more of God? Or do you desire more of Him in your life? Because that's really where it all begins. So start praying that and start reading God's Word and seek after Him and invite the Holy Spirit to come on in. And yet it might hurt a little bit at first because He might show you some stuff that you need to deal with. Mm. But that's but that's the best stuff. That's called... That's called the journey of faith yeah. and welcome aboard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but hey, we look forward to seeing you guys uh, hopefully on Sunday. Any news you want to share with our podcast listeners? That um, are, men, if you're, if you're listening today or tomorrow, men, there is a uh, cookout Saturday, 530. Uh, you can find the October 23rd. Yep. You can find the address on social, uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Come check it out. It'll be a great time. Uh, God's doing great work, and yeah. and not just the men of the church. But only the men. Only the men. No. God can only no. Move I'm just kidding. No, it's been awesome. Like yeah. the, the the men's prayer group, and and just to, to see that. And yeah. It, it it is really it is really great seeing a spark in mm-hmm. in our men. Without a doubt. So, uh, great opportunity to build a relationship past water cooler talk. You know, mm-hmm. sports and. Sports and weather. Let's get past that. Let's talk. Let's talk go about dogs. what. Let's talk about. Let's go Braves. Um, Heck yeah! Gives them a chance to build relationships. Josh has his Brave shirt on, I by do. the way. Yeah. Uh, gives them a chance to build spiritual community. That yes, um, for sure. For whatever reason, it's harder for dudes. It's harder for dudes. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. October twenty third. Five thirty. Five thirty. Cookout. Find the address on social media. I'd say it, but I can't remember it. <laughs> and then um, November seventh, we yeah. have our porch fest. Porch fest, it's gonna be a good time. Yep. we're gonna throw some axes. Axes. Gonna have some foods. Foods. Food trucks. 
we're gonna have some trunk or treats yep. and some di- you know the the typical like uh, fall, fall festival, festival kind stuff. of booth stuff um, but for the kids. Porch away. Yeah, so it's gonna be really fun. Yep. So so make plans to come. Bring yeah. bring friends. Um, this Sunday is the third week of our Exodus series. It has so. been fantastic. Well, good. I've I have enjoyed my um, study and preparation and writing for it. So yeah, yeah. God's really been teaching me a lot. I'm so. I'm learning. Uh, I've learned a lot. Like Exodus, I've known. That's one of those like books that you kind of know everything that kind of happens in there. Yep. But like you said, with the Holy Spirit, He's revealing new things. Amen. In in it to me, so I'm really enjoying. Yeah. Looking at Exodus with a different light. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thanks, Sports Community, for being with us. We look forward to seeing you and uh, listening, talking to you, whatever. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours your week.